श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय श्री भक्ति विनोद परिवार की जाय श्री गोर पूर्णिम महामोत्सव तीर्थ की जाय और भक्त वृंद की जाय प्रेमानंदे मॉर्निंग दैट गोपति देर ऑन द रूफ हम्म ओ माइक नो So we gathered again. We've been gathering now for a few days and discussing about significance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advent, finding him in in the Gita and other other texts and so forth, and talking about the nature of such uh, inspired interpretations of the text, which is the whole really premise of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's an inspired experience of. that seeks to situate and locate the ecstasy of mahaprabhu within the framework of the the sacred texts it's kind of backwards in, in a way but it's a necessity so to speak like a great i've given an example before a waterfall that uh, you have to stand back from and in awe of he flowed like um a waterfall of love of god and ecstasy and then his students came and formed a lake if you will out of that water that it could be that ecstasy that that mahabhav uh, that could be approached drunk from uh, you could swim in it you could make electricity out of it uh uh so a kind of a soft form of institutionalizing the ecstasy of mahabhav in the form of sacred texts and then as an academic exercise a little bit of an academic exercise if you will in other words he his ecstasy speaks for himself for itself <clears throat> but they did a good job of locating it um <laughs> placing it in the text type of things uh, ecstasy appeared in him that was uh, very uncommon not seen before in sadhus really at the time of chaitanya mahaprabhu there was quite a bit of uh, of nam dharma if you will hmm? a theology of 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 the name as we find in christianity for example i think maybe the bible begins with words something like this with emphasis on words in in the beginning there was the word the logos the sound uh, and the word was what one or him or something like that isn't it i never read the bible but something like that so this is a i want to say a universal religious uh principle that there's sacredness and, and inherent sacredness in the name of god and in the jewish tradition it's so sacred you're not supposed to be able to say it the name of god because you will somehow they thought you know contaminated or something like that so uh this idea of uh that to one extent or another divinity the god that is present in the sound that uh, that uh, that that uh, represents the divinity is uh, it's yes, a universal idea and this was taken and and honed if you will and the whole theology centered on the uh, this idea 
Mm-hmm. And there was a bit of this going on in India at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We have the two Karam, and there's a, the, this uh, Guru Nanak, or this, the founder of the Sikh tradition and so forth, his emphasis on Satnam and uh, others in and about that time, um, Kabir, emphasis on Nam, and so many. There was a kind of a a, uh, a religious climate at the time in which it was thought largely that in order to have meaningful union with, with the Godhead, with divinity, one would have to take birth first in a, in a Brahmin caste and then take the order of, of, of sannyas, become a mendicant or renunciate and, and so forth. This is kind of the Brahminical uh, monopoly, hmm? as it was on, uh, uh, on religion at the time, um, administered by the smartas, and this is all coming from the Advaita uh, perspective, and there was a bit of a revolt against this, with the uh, with, with based on the sensibility that we are closer to God than than that. Uh, we, we should be able to commune with the divine more 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 readily, something like that. And so this Nam Dharma, in a revival, if you will, of of bhakti. Hmm, was rippling throughout India, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was. If we study that time, and we we'll see that he had a unique uh, uh, perspective and contribution in that regard, uh, particularly with the idea of nirguna nam. That the nam hmm, is not just a a semblance uh, of a symbolic uh, representation of the absolute, which is ineffable. Hmm? Divinity transcendence is beyond words. Uh, to take uh, the uh, the revered uh, Shankara charges, for example, commentary on the sutras. What is that? Ikshaterna ashabdat. Ikshaterna shabdat. Ikshaterna abshabdat. So the the idea being there. Well, the. Transcendence, the Godhead is ineffable, beyond sound. Word, mind, having gone there, return. Hmm? They can't do justice to to that. So it's uh, an advocacy of, well, just that, that if we want to talk about God, the only way we can do it is by way of talking about what God is not. Neti, neti. He's not this. He's not that. Not this, he's not that. Of course, who's doing the talking is probably more like God than the things that are that are not. Hmm? In other words, consciousness. If we were to ask what most resembles God in this world, we would have to say us. Consciousness, experience, rather than the non-experience, which is the uh, a way of speaking about matter. Hmm? Life. Life is not biological from a Vedanta perspective. Hmm? There is a biological life that runs along parallel with which, what it, which that with that which is actually life. Life is kind of light, if you will, or to use a metaphor. Uh, we, we find the Mahavishnu, for example, in the Hindu uh, lore and texts and so forth, uh, speaks about the world becoming illumined. Hmm? light, the glance of consciousness on the world and the consciousness being 
the, the, the one becoming many, hmm? the many are small, and so partial light therefore shadows. Hmm? And the mixture of matter and, and consciousness is the world. This is the first initial um, thrust of the Shristi Leela. We talked the other day a little bit about there's ma, intima, Leela in intimacy, Leela in Aishvarya, Leela in, in creation. Shristi Leela is, is something that actually has its origins in Vaikuntha. It is said there that Narayan is preoccupied with the life in in Vaikuntham, hmm? Leela there, hmm? his divine play of sorts, uh, particularly Narayan. And at the same time that he's preoccupied with this, he has some, something inside of him that, that, he, that, that causes him to want to give the liberated statuses that his associates have. So it's a problem. Hmm? He can't give it to them because they already have it. <laughs> hmm? So, such is the nature of Leela and, and, and Satya Sankalpa. Whatever he wants happens. Hmm? This is what we want. We want whatever we want whenever we want it. <laughs> we were supposed to grow up and realize you can't do that, but we never grow up and go to Vaishnavism. So... <laughs> We find another way. How you can have whatever you want? Well, you have to make your wants one with the Absolute because whatever he wants happens. Hmm? If he wants to experience his wisdom, a Buddha manifests. Hmm? Hmm? It's like that. Hmm? This is the idea. He wants, and so... If you think about yourself, like if you, there are aspects of yourself that you, you, you wanted to experience, personify, and you could think about it and it would happen. This is, this is what uh, Avatar Tattva is about, what, what the Prakash of Bhagwan is about. These are waves in the ocean of, of love of God, emotional waves, like the big emotional waves of Sakya and Baladev makes his appearance. Hmm? And as a good friend and support, gives support to the worlds and uh, both trans-spatial and, and time and space as well and so on and so forth. Hmm? Hmm. When he wants to love and, and be loved, then Radha. These are, of course, not events in time. Hmm? But this is, this is, this is the, the love life, the life of the Absolute. I've given an example at, at, at other times of the sun, which is often invoked as in, in metaphor to help us understand God. The sun... I mean, where would we be without the sun, right? We'd be in the dark. Um, there'd be no vegetation. There'd be no rain. Uh, uh, there'd be no peace, no, no happy mind, hmm? vitality. When the sun is out, the mind feels happy and enlivened and so forth. All these things are things that the sun does for us that we're dependent upon. So we can look at the how much we're dependent upon the sun and use that as a metaphor to think how much we're dependent upon God and the sun's always rising every day but didn't rise one day to be a huge uh, event. Hmm? But of course we, we tend to take the sun's rising for, for, for granted and don't even, don't even think about it. Hmm? In the Hindu tradition there would be a reverence for the sun. Hmm? A prominent 
powerful aspect of nature that without which we couldn't see, and so on and so forth. So this is just a general idea of what the sun does for us. Hmm? But it, it has no... This kind of thinking, as useful as it can be, doesn't take into consideration the fact that the sun has a life of its own. There's a nuclear explosions going on in the sun. Hmm? And what's that all about? You know, we kind of almost don't want to know about it. <laughs> but it's just an analogy or just a metaphor. So, but but uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism is not interested about what the sun does for us here, but what those nuclear explosions in the sun are. What's the life of the sun? Hmm? So these are all the different emotional moments in the eternal life of God that, that we call Leela that involves other persons that are manifestations of himself, his shakti, for different uh, purposes of his own, and so on and so forth. So Narayan is, is, is one of those. And it's he in Vaikuntha who absorbed in his own paravyom, in, in, in the world beyond uh, time and space, has a desire to bestow that. Uh, uh, compassion is a kind of love. It's the highest kind of love in this world, but it's the lowest rung on the ladder of love in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That's hmm? a very interesting idea. It, it, it doesn't mean it's included in the higher rungs as, as well, but the higher the love goes, the more distanced one becomes from the idea that there's Suffering and there's uh, which gives rise to compassion and so forth. Hmm? Uh, the more distance we become from the world of suffering, the more difficult it is to be empathetic. Hmm? Empathy is the our capacity to have empathy is enhanced, of course, by having had the experience that another is suffering from. We can try psychologically uh, on the couch to you know, what is that called? Vamsi, you you know transfer transference or something like that, and so you try to get inside their head and so forth and feel their. Well, it's part of psychoanalysis. Trans <laughs> transference. It's an it's an aspect of psychoanalysis. Yes, transference, where the psych the the, the analysis and kind of projects himself onto the couch and that starts to feel what they're feeling, and then can reciprocate empathetically in, 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 in a way that the, um, the, um, the, the patient gets, uh, well, feels the empathy and proves and so on and so forth. So the point being uh, that, 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 that as much as we have experience of the suffering, the more readily we're capable of being empathetic. And the higher we go, on the ladder of love, divine love, the further we are distanced from the suffering. Krishna, for example, it's even questioned, rightfully so, by Vishwana Chakrati Thakur, that he's Krishna, I mean, he's Krishna means who has forgotten that he's God, really. When Mahaprabhu was asked to give some commentary on Harinam, he said, I don't know, what, Jashodanandan, he's, Jasha, he's Sham Sundar, he's Jashodanandan. He was saying the name is not different from Krishna. Krishna is the, is the son of Yashoda. That's who he is. He's he's more the son of Yashoda, for example, than he is God. Hmm? Mm. We think he's more God, but he's actually playing the role of Mother Yashoda. No, no, he's actually 
more the son of Yisoda, this is, and, and God is another aspect of himself. And in that sensibility, that identity, then there's a forgetfulness, if you will, of his uh, godhood. And so the question is raised um, by Vishwana Chakritakur, what about those sadhakas that are practicing and they have him as their ideal? How can he hear their prayers? Hmm? He's lost. What to speak of the suffering of others? And so he's so distanced from that, hmm? embraced by his sarup shakti and so forth. Of course, he gives a good answer that, to it. Um, um, that well, yes, he is primarily lost in in in, and his omniscience is suppressed. But it's not gone. It's like the reversal of Dwaraka. In Dwaraka, Uddhava said at one point, "You amaze me." Basically, he said, "Because you know, you know everything, and you ask me questions, and my and my advice. This is extraordinary." And you really want my advice. And so there's some element of humanness, of, of sweetness, of, 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 of uh, divinity being absent, if you will, for the sake of Leela in Dwaraka. But the Vishnu the, Chakritaka says it's reversed in Vrindavan. So there's a, there's a tinge of omniscience and all-knowing that's, that's in place so he can hear the prayers of the sadhakas, but what kind of prayers, what kind of sadhakas we will have to be hmm, in order to let our deity might hear. Of course, there's also, I would add to that, there's also the, the, the fact that we are sadhakas of this ideal, practitioners of this ideal of perfection, of braj-bhakti, but we are so on the, on the invite hmm, uh, through through the through the um, the madness the method to the madness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu what he has offered us in Guru Parampara this is like coming on very good recommendation from Navadweep he's coming they're coming from Navadweep let them in something like this to Vrindavan as Prabhupada used to say Nadia is my place of worship and Vrindavan is my home hmm? Worship in Nadia, live in Vrindavan. We heard, read this this morning through the beautiful uh, discourse of Pujapad Sridhar citing as he did there, Prabodhananda Saraswati, Yada Yada, hmm, Gora, Padadavinda. The more one is invested in the camp of Gore, the closer one comes to the service of, of Radha in Vrindavan. Hmm? This is a great, uh, great secret. <clears throat> so, so my point being that I would add to what Vishwanathakura Thakur says that in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu we have two things: we have the Yuga Avatar and we have Swayam Bhagavan. Hmm? So he is our Ishtadevata, he is our deity. As as Yuga Avatar, that means he's coming from the Paramatma, from this Narayan Mahavishnu. Uh, he can hear even our ordinary prayers or not so well thought out or felt prayers. Hmm? He's witnessing everything we do. Hmm? Um, and as we, to whatever extent we focus on, if we progress in that regard, then the other side of Mahaprabhu, of course, comes to bear. He began his campaign with Namsan Kirtan. He ended it with a very private life of internal bhajan and so forth. The whole Leela, if we study Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that doesn't mean Kirtan is less. No, because it starts with Kirtan in the house of Srivas. And not anybody, just anybody can get in. 
And some people tried to get in, of course. They were rejected. Hmm? They said, I have very good management abilities. I should be allowed in to organize your place. Uh, or other such claims. But they didn't... <laughs> They had no purchasing power on this basis. One fellow said, I only drink milk. See how pure my life is. I should be allowed in. Hmm. Mahaprabhu said, not just by drinking milk can you get in. Hmm. Um, But on the pretext, actually, of that um, claim, I should be allowed in, and Mahaprabhu's rejection, and that Brahmin cursing him, hmm, on the pretext of that curse, the man cursed him. Oh, that, then he'll have an unhappy family life. On the pretext of that, the Brahmin's curse must come true. Hmm? I'll have to have an unhappy life. I'll have to take sannyas, in other words, and, distri- and enter the world of, and chase after mayam rigam daita ipsitam anvadhabad and give mercy to the fallen souls. He had to tell Vishnu Priyadevi, our life in this Leela, see who we are. In this Leela, we are only meant to cry hmm, for others. So the compassionate side of Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu, Vishnu Priya, this is Gornarayan, Yuga Dharma, and so forth. So they come, he comes out, he does kirtan for the people in general, and, and then he comes to Puri, sent kirtan for many years, and so forth. He winds up his Leela, going, as, a, as I said, internally, more pri- private life and so forth. But all this is showing how to enter into the kirtan in the house of Shiva Stakur. So kirtan rasa is there. Hmm? This is the goal, hmm? to enter into the house of Shiva Stakur. Just go there, then Mahaprabhu will say, and see, you are this person in my leela and Krishna leela. Hmm? And when he goes there, you'll go with him. Hmm? So <clears throat> at any rate... Uh, with regard to Narayan, he in Vaikuntha wants to bestow this Vaikuntha hmm? life. Krishna's well, you know, he's not thinking too much about it. He he wants to play display his leela. We heard the, the other day for this because not because people are suffering, but because he's suffering. Hmm? He says. Uh, he says, the, the world has no meaning without my play, without my leela, without prem, prem bhakti. Hmm? So nobody cares about me. Nobody's interested in me. They want powers from me. They want things from me. They want liberation from me. Nobody wants me. Hmm? I have to go there and show myself. Maybe they'll become attracted. Hmm? It's not because they're suffering. That's a little distant from his uh, course. In, in Mahavishnu, we find that. In Indueta, we find that at compassion. And these are, of course, manifestations of Krishna. So it's not that he's without Krishna, but in the context of his, uh, his Leela, Braj Leela, there's not a lot of room for scope for empathy there. It's a pretty uh, uh, consuming affair for Bhagwan. Hmm? I mean, you got him up, as we said the other day, 24 7. He can't even rest. It, this is the nature of how the, the extent to which the Sarup Shakti is active there. That Brahman who's everywhere and can't move, logically, because if you're everywhere you can't move, is now dancing and can't stop moving. Hmm? Hmm? This is his, the, the, the dynamism of his fullness. He's so full that he's dancing. So 
still oneness becomes different, and there's movement in the, in in in, in Leela, and he's very preoccupied with it. Indeed, he needs to, he needs to talk to his friend. He's picking clovers. She loves me. She loves me not. What do you think? She Subal. She loves me. She and he Radhe Radhe. <laughs> he would chant in his his, his ear. Hmm? It's okay. I think she likes you. Hmm? I mean, so was it? How's he going to think about the suffering? Therefore, it said Narayan. Hmm? Still further down the ladder, if you will, in his leela of Aishwarya, Aishwarya leela, as opposed to this Madhuri leela. He thinks, oh, this is great up here. I, I'd like to bestow this on somebody. Some sense of compassion comes in him. Hmm? So what to do? Another world is required for that. Hmm? But that, that world is a, is, a, is a created world, if you will. I mean, it really has no beginning. Hmm? It's anadi, but it comes and goes. It's called Srishti Leela. It, it, so the one, Narayan, in the form of Sankarshan, of the Chaturvyuha, Mahasankarshan, he becomes the, the Mahavishnu. He sits in the causal ocean. Hmm? And the causal ocean, there's light. Hmm? He becomes himself in a desire to become an engulfed in light. Hmm? This is a, how we try to talk about it. Hmm? Engulfed in light, and the light flashes in the dark. Hmm? The darkness it means material nature, matter, has no experience. There's no life to it. It doesn't... It, it, it doesn't experience. Hmm? So, and experiencing, the, 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 and, and experience is illuminating. Hmm? And so, it, it, the Mahabharata the, the become covered in light, hmm? and the one becomes many. So, this is the beginning. Hmm? It's a metaphor of, of light, and light is the life. Later, then, the same Vishnu expands as to as to the as to the Garbhodaksha Vishnu entering into enter, enter each each universe. There now biological life is is talked about. That's it runs parallel with what which is actually life, but it's not life as we know it. There's a same there's a question I've cited before. There's a, like hundred and sixty four questions or something like that. They say that science is not yet answered. There could be a lot more, but <laughs> But um, at the top of the list is, is what is the biological nature of consciousness? Hmm? Exactly. So we, we say, wrong question. <laughs> Bias is built into your question there. We would say, is there a biological uh, uh, nature or origin to life? Answer, simple, no. Hmm? And how you can know that with a K-N-O-W, that there's a, there's a system for that. This is what we call Vedanta, so yoga, spiritual practice, and so forth. And so, so biological life and death, that, that goes on. Hmm? But that has no effect on consciousness, which is not reducible to matter, and so on and so forth. So anyway, this, this, uh, it's the Mahavishnu who has this Compassion, this, 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 some desire for bestowing, and so there is a world. Hmm? Hmm? And on the ladder of love, this compassion, high as it is in this world, is on the low end in relation to divinity. And divinity must have all kinds of love. Hmm? 
the full spectrum of love. This is the idea of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. How we got off on this tangent, I'm not sure, but it's interesting to talk about, <laughs> if, you, if you will. Uh, so we want to go up on that ladder of love. The Prem Dhan, the Prem of, of, of Golok, of course, Goloka Premo Dhan. Hari Nam Sankirtan. It has become through the medium of Nam Sankirtan. This is the method to the madness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And we are gathered here to speak about Hari Nam, the efficacy of this, the importance of, of, of this uh, Nam Dharma, it's dis- the dispensation of Nam Dharma. And some students are here gathered to, to receive the blessing, to chant, uh, and so forth. That is our topic. So uh, some Nam Mahima is, is, is uh, um, uh, appropriate. It is the coming from Golok. At the same time, it is engaged in a very compassionate uh, dispensation. Hmm? Um, it's said that, that, that of the two, the name and the named, between which there's no difference, there's a difference at the same time. And the difference is what? That the name is more merciful than the named. Hmm? So, despite offense or indifference, lack of interest in the named, the name comes after us anyway. Pujapachita Maharaj used to give a nice example of the two policemen in India who were uh, discussing, and one said, "It's really a problem that our God is a thief, hmm? the butter thief, Makanchor, Krishna, and so forth." And the other one said, "Well, actually, that's a good thing." He was, "What are you talking about? We're trying to teach people not to steal, and our God is a you know is a is a thief." And so he said, "No, because why? It's good because thieves don't care for high walls and locked doors, and that's exactly what we've erected." around our heart, high walls and locked doors and we're not just going to let anybody in and even when we come to lectures like this especially to the general public as I've often said, people listen if they do at all with their, with their reasoning power and they're, and they're filtering they're not going to just let anything go in to the heart hmm? if we can awaken Shraddha then, 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 then reason is suspended and we believe all the crazy things of Gaudiya Vaishnava, everything in Bhagavatam and so forth. Of course, we, we're not supposed to believe it literally, necessarily. They have to understand how it's written, why, and what the purpose behind it is, and so forth. But still there are crazy ideas in there from the material perspective. So that don't answer to reason. But this is love, right? Love knows no reason. So we're signing on for that. Hmm? So reason will have to be suspended to some extent. If we can do that, then in, then the message goes into the heart, creates a sangskar for bhakti. Hmm? But nam doesn't even bother to, you know, it's not a lot, it's totally trans-rational exercise. The chanting is going on, other people hear it. Hmm? They think or not think, what, think badly, adversely, or favorably, or not at all, it goes in. Hmm? doesn't care for the high walls and locked doors and goes in and what and what does it do he goes in and he takes the pl- role of a sweeper hmm? he's how the poets speak who know the coveys he took the pl- role of a sweeper it doesn't mean so much to us but if you've been to India you see there's a class of people called sweepers 
Hmm? The bungies. He's become a bungie. Krishna has become a bungie. And just his business is to sweep the roads. Hmm? Hmm? Bungie Bihari. Bungie Bihari. <laughs> He's a bungie Bihari. <laughs> So he goes in the heart, takes the role of the sweeper, cleanses that place. Hmm? Then he can sit down there. He goes in there and he opens shop, like a little thatched hut he sets up in there. Hmm? He's selling something, and he's competing with huge corporations. (laughs) Mega corporations inside the heart with all kinds of... Big, you know, neon lights and uh, you know, advertising. It's a really slick campaign and so forth. Pay attention over here. Buy me. And this is all in the heart. All these desires in the heart competing. He just goes in there well, kind of quietly, puts his broom down, sets up a little shop. I'm selling brooms. Here. I need a broom for <laughs> You know, <laughs> All these other things, and they're so attractive. But, but it's cheap, he says. <laughs> they're, they're cheap, you know. Take one, you know. Believe, just believe me. Sweep here, you'll find something, you know. Well, he's kind of charming, you know. So, all right, I'll take a free broom, you know. <laughs> Sweep a little bit, and what do I find? Something valuable. Something, I come in touch with myself, what I am. I'm of the nature of consciousness, not matter. So what will material things do for me? All these ideas, desires in my heart for things. But I'm not a thing. Alex, the best thing in life are not things. That's something to think about. The best thing in life are not things. Hmm? Who can talk about things? That's us. What are we? Are we a thing? Are we matter? Hmm? Or are we a unit of experiencing consciousness that gives meaning and value to matter. If we think about matter, it has meaning. I've often said, if matter mattered, independently of consciousness, who would know about it? Who would care? Hmm? So value, meaning, comes from consciousness. We're a unit of that. Hmm? As I said earlier, if, if we were to look and see what in the world most resembles God, it's us. Hmm? Consciousness. Of course, we're only a spark of the fire of consciousness, not the whole thing. Spark, partial light, as I said earlier, means a shadow. Hmm? We need to bring the full light in, and the shadows will be, dis- will be dispelled automatically. Hmm? We can live in the light of what we are, what our prospect is in life, what, what, as a unit of experience, of loving capacity. We exist. We know that we exist. Of course, we don't know the extent to which we exist. Therefore, we're struggling to stay alive uh, in terms of an identity formed in relation to things. We have an identity formed in relation to things. Our my is our I. Hmm? It's a problem because nothing is mine. So the I that arises out of our false sense of my, that cannot be preserved. That cannot be maintained. Problem. Hmm? No wonder we're uncomfortable. No wonder there's some... Disease or lack of ease in our in our life. The, the sense of I that I have, you can't maintain that. No wonder you're uncomfortable. Hmm? We try to cover that fact, and so by adding things onto our life and making that false I bigger 
and apparently stronger, only for a bigger disappointment, really, and fall. Hmm? So, oh, move away from that. Hmm? So, some cleaning of the heart. This is necessary. This is the beginning. Nam comes, does some cleaning himself. He says, look, just see. The rooms are free. Look what happens. You sweep like this, and you see yourself, something about you. Hmm? What you are different, you're not a thing. Why collect things? Hmm? What will they do for you? Hmm? Go in this direction. So Nam is the guy at the point here, very generous. Hmm? And from Golok, he's coming. This Prem Sankirtan is coming through the medium of Nam, through Guru Parampara. Hmm? And this, is the, this was the method to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's madness. I started by saying, you know, there was, this is the, the, at the time in India, hmm, there was a revival, a kind of a, of, of bhakti, and the idea that, there, that humanity could, is closer to God than Advaita Vedanta seemed to make out. Hmm? And so uh, one of the principal means of expressing uh, love for God and seeking that communion with the ineffable, who is beyond sound, beyond word, beyond mind, ikshater na shabdat, Shankar says... That's what he says. <laughs> Nothing. What can we say about, well, we have to talk something. He's not this. He's not that. He's not this. He's not that. Hmm? God is not a thing. So, but the Gaudiya charges say, no, no. It says, Ikshater na ashabdat. It says, that about which one cannot say enough. Hmm? You can say, you can never say enough. Your words will never completely capture him. But if you understand the nature of the Absolute, you cannot stop talking about him. Hmm? And then the idea that there is sound that corresponds with him. Hmm? He and his name are one and the same. Therefore, there is nirgunanam. Hmm? Most of the movements at the time had an idea of sagunanam, that nam was a semblance, a reflection, a symbolic representation of the Absolute. Hmm? By engaging oneself in relation to that logos, that, that sound, one would get some experience and then the sound would be dispensed with and everything would be quiet. Hmm? You're thinking, so many sounds, oh, it's a problem. Hmm? So many sounds, I want peace, quiet. Hmm? Close the door, go within. Hmm? The world is just questions and answers. Hmm? What did Sukadev say? Hmm? Beginning of his speech in the Bhagavatam, in the second canto, Apashatam, Atmatam, Apashatam, Griheshu, Grivamerinam, Sahasra. So many, in human society, there are so many, so many questions, so much talking. Hmm? The bird is asking, where's the worm, and so forth. All these questions about how to, how, how to eat, how to sleep. How to protect oneself. This is the, the preoccupation. How to eat, how to sleep, how to protect oneself, how to mate. Of course, it's all answered by nature for the lesser complex species of life. In human life, it's not answered. We think, how, well, where's the answer? How do we eat? How do we, how do we mate? There's a big Supreme Court talking about it right now. How do we mate? Is it okay to marriage like this? Or, you know, 
It's a big issue. Uh, Same-sex marriages in the Supreme Court. Uh, I heard so. These are issues that are solved in in the less complex forms of life by nature. Built into nature are the answers. Why are the answers not built into uh, or supplied, if you will, by nature for human society? They are. The how-to questions are answered by nature. But the problem is that there's another question that arises in human life that nature can't answer. That question is, why? Why am I? purpose, meaning, as we said earlier, value. This is all relative to consciousness, not matter, not nature. Hmm? Nature takes on value in relation to us. We, we, we posit value. We give value. This is good. This is bad. This is happy. This is sad. We're, we're giving values. Hmm? So consciousness is coming to the fore in human life, and it's asking about itself. Why am I? Nature says, don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. In fact, go over there. It's got depicted in Hinduism. She's got a trident. She said, nature says, go over there. <laughs> Negative impetus. Don't come on me <laughs> with your answers, hmm? with your questions like that. I don't have an answer. <laughs> She's after them with a fork. Go to God. Go to the supernatural. You're, of, you're from that side. You're of that nature. Ask in that direction. What will I ask? Shastra is the question, is the answer. You say, what's the question? <laughs> you are the question. <laughs> you are the, why? And Shastra says, oh, and so many other things. Shri Marsh portrayed it as an affirmation, an answer. Hmm? to the question that arises in human life that nature itself can't answer. Hmm? It must come from that side, from the supernatural side. Hmm? So it comes. Hmm? Uh, Mahaprabhu's Nam Sankirtan was different than the other Sankirtan. They had the idea of, of a Saguna Nam. He had the idea of Nirguna Nam. The Nam is non different than, than the Godhead himself. And the Nam, ha- therefore makes an appearance in this world in a particular way, and by taking advantage of it, hmm, hmm, we find inside Nam, Rupa, Guna, Leela, hmm, the whole of the, what's in a name, they say. Did you get his name? There's a lot in a name. Hmm, so much. Now, of course, it's Social Security number. <laughs> Your whole identity can be taken, isn't it? So, hmm? so this is for spiritual identity through Nam, is the idea, and 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 that this sound fully represents the absolute, hmm? Hmm? and by being able to, to by, and, and there's a method then to approach that sound, this one sound, hmm? and. And by, by, by doing so, we, we have, as I say, we have access, as I said, to rupa, the form, the guna, the qualities, the leelas of Bhagwan, and enter into the nirgun, not to be quiet. Hmm? Not to just end the, the noise of this world. Oh, it's, it's very troublesome. People, everybody wanting something. How to do this, how to do that. Hmm? All those how-to problems are solved by answering the why question through taking advantage of, of what what that powerful answer in Shastra 
boils down to, in a word, two syllables, Krishna. Mm-hmm. What does it say at the end of the sutras? Mm, the last aphorism of Vedanta. He says, e, what is this? And you, and you won't return, no return. What does he say? How does that go? Um, no, I can't remember the, the uh, shorthand there, the, 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 the sutra. But it, it says, so, because of sound, hmm, no return. Because of sound, no return. Hmm. It's one way of interpreting that is because the sound, this, the shruti, the Upanishads say, going there, no return. Going there, no return. Hmm? That's what they say. There's no return because the sound says it. There's no return because th- this is what the Shastras say. Hmm? Land of no return. But, of course, the Godias take it, because of the sound, no return. That sound is Nam. That is the essence of all the, the sacred texts. Rupa Goswami said it beautifully in his Namastakam. He said, what, Nikila Shruti, Api, Mola, Ratnam? Hmm? That all of these, the sounds of the Upanishads, like Neti Neti, that's a pretty good sound, actually. Uh, some truth to that. Aham Brahmasmi, Tattvamasi. These are the Mahavakyas, the great sounds of the Gyanis that they contemplate. They're like the Zen cones of Hinduism. Tattvamasi. You are that. That doesn't make any... You know, it's like one hand clapping. You are that. When I thought I was me here, there. what does it mean? Aham Brahmasmi. Hmm? Uh, I am Brahman. What's Brahman? Where, where is it? Where, how do you see it? Uh, you're not what you see, in other words, and so forth. Hmm? And the identity that's derived from the things that you see and you like to see and you're attached to and so on and so forth. So all these sounds, he said, they are like precious jewels hmm? of the Shruti, of the sacred sound. And they all, as jewels have, they have some effulgence. And what is that effulgence doing? It's all shedding light on one sound of two syllables, Krishna. This is the one sound, Pujapachita Marsh like to say, there's a place in the brain, if you just press that place, the whole body becomes frozen. I guess Chuck Norris knows that spot or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can't move. Something like that. This kind of idea. (laughs) So Krishna Nam is like that. This kind of sound. Hmm? but it doesn't stop everything. It's, it, it stops the movement in relation to the material world. It paralyzes us in terms of our capacity to move in relation to things. We're moving because we want happiness, and we think that it will come from getting things. So we're moving after things to acquire them, adding them onto our life and thinking that'll make me happy. Hmm? But the idea is to let go of things. Then you, you see that the, the, the more that you are, you're not a thing. Hmm? So by this one sound, you become paralyzed in terms of moving in relation to things. Shirupa said it something like this. He said, uh, well, tundavi, what is tunda? You know, you've got to practice these things or you don't remember them. Tunda. Uh, from his Vidagdamadava, uh, Lalita Madhava's dramas, he said, anyway, the English, that, oh, this what? What 
nectar is there in these two syllables, Krishna. When these syllables dance in the courtyard of my heart, hmm, my senses become inert in, in, in terms of their capacity to interact with things. They become paralyzed. They can't, they can't interact with these things anymore. We pursue the things in terms of enduring happiness, and the things don't endure. Well, that's folly. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. Hmm? Hmm? Some people will say, therefore, don't chase after things. Just sit, be quiet, do nothing, meditate. But are there, is there any, anything worth pursuing hmm? within consciousness, or is it just empty? Hmm? Yes, there is. So... Hmm. This Krishnanam, he said the two sides of it. My senses, my mind become inert, parallel, paralyzed. Hmm? They cannot no longer function in relation to things on the one hand. And at the same time, my eyes cannot look at material form. My ears cannot hear material sounds. At the same time, I wish I had millions of ears. And I'm praying for billions of tongues. Hmm? that I could take advantage of what this one sound and two syllables is about as it dances in the courtyard of my heart. It means, and the rupa, the lila, the guna, the whole, the full, the life of the God that starts to manifest in my own heart. I'm totally preoccupied there and I can't take advantage of these two syllables with only two ears and one tongue. I, I, I'm, so there's move, movement. Hmm? Now, I need someone to help me. This is the guru. I need help. Take this. Take this. Krishna. Nam. What does it do to you? The Prabhupada said in the beginning I was experimenting with Krishna Nam. I would give it out and say, chant it this many times and then I would wait and see what would happen. <laughs> this is how he explained his campaign and then I would just follow that. And so, okay. And my disciple said, I'm chanting. I think there should be a temple in this city. Go for it, he would say. <laughs> yes. Krishna wants a temple there. No doubt. This is how he ran his movement. Hmm? He, he had faith in Krishnanam. He sat down in Tompkins Square Park, chanted. Hmm? Let's see what would happen. The magic of Krishnanam. He, he, that was how his experience. This is all happening like this, by the magic of Krishnanam. So imagine the measure of his faith in Nam. Hmm? And faith, this is, this is, and we went, he was living in the planets of faith, to use the language of Pujapachita Maharaj. No doubt, he was there. No doubt. Hmm? This is a land of doubt, there's no doubt about that. No. But that is only absence of faith. Faith is a kind of knowing. In the real sense, faith is distinguished from belief, belief being intellectual, faith being divine in this context. Faith is animating. You know, Shooter Marsh used to use another saying, suspicion leads to suspension. It's true, so. Hmm. As much as we doubt, then we can't get close, right? You listen to me, and you can only take so much, you know. So, <laughs> the idea is to remove the doubt. This is the business of the guru, remove the doubt. Hmm? That, we, that we don't have to move any longer under the burden of our intellect. It's his burden. What to speak of the mind and senses? <laughs> mind and senses are just taking us in every different direction at once. At least with the intellect, we can go in a straight line. Hmm? The idea would be. Hmm? 
course. No, it's it's a it's a it's a straight line. But if you look carefully, it's curved and it goes around and around like that. Also, but at least it's not going like this. You know, the mind and senses are taking us like this, and the reason's going like this. Looking good. Take a turn. What? I'm back where I started. <laughs> this is. This is reasoning. It's, it's a huge burden. We don't get anywhere by kebal yukti, by reasoning detached from, from revelation. We don't get anywhere with that. We go in circles only. Hmm? What a problem. <laughs> so the burden of intellect. Burden of intellect is, means I proceed with caution. Hmm? It's like if you go to some other country and someone says, sit down. Let's say you go to China, and they want a goodwill. They invite you to a dinner. Sit down. We invite you to a dinner. You might think, what's in it? You know, what's there? A godbrother of mine who was um, asked, I guess you could say, by Prabhupada to go to China. Hmm? Some of you may know the history. And to, and to preach there. And... Uh, and he went, and he had some success at, 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 at one point. And one of his uh, students had, a, I don't know, mother had a birthday or something. And so he wanted the, the teacher to come and meet his parents or something like that. So they invited him, the gurus coming, and they made a cake and everything. And so he was very cautious because uh, he was vegetarian, strictly vegetarian and so forth. And so he, you know, he asked, no, there's no, I mean... The cake is vegetarian. He says, yeah, no meat there, no fish, no eggs. And he said, okay. And he said, then he, he, we couldn't quite recognize it. So he said, well, well what is it? It's insects. <laughs> I said, well, that was, wasn't on the list, but it's not too appetizing either. <laughs> An insect cake. I don't know. I've never been to China, but I don't know. I guess it's popular over there. So... Proceed with caution, in other words. You, you know, you, you, if you're at home hmm, with your own family, you know, your wife cooks or the husband cooks and says, sit down, eat. You don't think, well, what's in it, Dad? Uh, you know, you know, you're at home. You're in the homeland. So that you're not proceeding with caution. The intellect is not functioning in the same way. It's arrested. Your heart is happy. You're at home. You're, this is where we want to go. We want to go to the homeland. This is Vrindavan. This is the, this is the Krishna Leela. Proceeding without caution, hmm? spontaneously movement, hmm? happy movement. Hmm? When all that has animated that movement is the sa- the sound is animating, hmm? making that world go round. This sound in the form of two syllables, Krishna. There, the sound, Krishna, takes the shape, hmm? the theological person, hmm? the named, becomes a real is a real person. At a certain point in our Nam Dharma, in our chanting the name, that theological person will become a real person. And what I think is a real person <laughs> will, will, will appear as unreal as it is. That assumed self, the conventional ego, that I'm an American, I'm an Indian, I'm a male, I'm a female, I'm black, I'm white. This is all a, a, just a projection of something called mind. Hmm? Huh? And the real person, and what is that? What is the. Uh, the, the, the life of the absolute, we can enter in all this by, by Nam. Hmm? So Nam has a, is Nirgun. It has its application in the Nirgun. It is a, Nam is, a, is in one sense a symbolic representation of the name. The name 
is a symbolic representation of the named. But when I say it's a symbolic representation of the named, I don't mean it's a symbolic representation of something that where the name, there is no named. Hmm? It's only Brahman. Hmm? It's like the deity is a symbolic representation of Krishna. But it's not that when you, when you, the efficacy of the symbol has been reached, there's no form anymore. Hmm? No. Then the deity starts talking to you. He doesn't talk to you now because then it would be very problematic for you. And then you couldn't do all the things you wanted to do. He said, you want me to talk? Okay, I want this, I want that, I want this, and this. I'm the center, and, and so forth. Oh, you can be quiet now. <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> you need to take a little rest, I think. <laughs> this is Archanmarg. <laughs> Archanmarg. But Janmarg does another thing. Then, oh, so busy. And, and, but you have to be prepared for that. Hmm? You have to be some, some preparing of the ground for that. So Krishna Nam is for that. First he's a sweeper, cleansing the heart. Hmm? So, in this way, the Nam Dharma, if you will, of Mahaprabhu. Hmm? But this is the method of his madness. Hmm? This, is the, this is the method methodology for, for attaining preem, for attaining love of God, that he... Uh, uh, brought to the world. Hmm? He's distinguished um, from other uh, advocates of, of, of chanting, which, as they say, the name of God, which is universal. The Christians uh, advocate that. There are some Christians also in the, in the Catholic tradition that, that do the Jesus prayer. Like, what do they say? Rosary. Jesus have mercy on me. Jesus have mercy on me. The rosary, they, they chant, Jesus have mercy on me. Jesus have mercy on me. Jesus have mercy on me. So that's like we're doing, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. But what you find here only in differences is the theology is very much centered around that and the implications of that are developed in such a way that it's easier to, well, there's good scope for developing faith in that. When it's talked about by someone who has some experience, then, then that talk... That is the language of love translated into the language of reasoning for us. Hmm? It's the language of reasoning, but it has, it's, it's a translation, so something comes with it. In this case, nothing, something's not lacking. <laughs> in translation, there's always something lacking. There's something lacking in a sense. Uh, it's not the whole thing to speak about it logically, as, but it, nonetheless, it, it, it coming from the language of love, as it does the heart of a real devotee, it has special power in it. Hmm? The logic has special power. Hmm? The logic has come from a taste for Muji. It's come from there. Hmm? So it has special power. It's not like thought out and researched in an in, in, in ordinary sense. Hmm? Hmm? Well, this, does this Shastra Yukti come from real Ruchi? So this, we've been talking about this to some extent in our other discussions, compelling sets us on on the course and so forth. Hmm? So, we're here to to, um, to share that uh, blessing of Nam in a way that is uh, uh, acknowledges today, that acknowledges that to be uh, successful hmm, in this pursuit of Nam Dharma, guidance is essential. Now, why is guidance essential? Why should there need, why is the need for a guide or a guru when we've just explained that the Nam is non-different than Krishna himself. 
Indeed, Shastra says that Nam is independent of Diksha. There's no Purush charger required. People ask sometimes, well, what do I need to do you know, for, for initiation? Nothing. What could you do that would qualify you? You, you have to want it, something like that. Uh, uh, that's a qualification. Hmm? It, so, what will I do to purify my heart so that the most purifying, pure thing can come in there? I mean, <laughs> it's kind of contradictory. It's, it's already pure. He's already pure. He can purify like nothing else can. So the idea is there. So this is a eulogy of the name. The name is not different from Krishna. Uh, he, he, so he's independent of the, of, the, of, 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 of the need for initiation and so forth. So what then? So what are we doing here? What's with the beads and all this, you know, the six inches above everybody else, uh, and, and, and so on. The idea is, well, you know, that's true. The name is independent of initiation. But at the same time, in, in the sacred text, everywhere it said, one should have a guru. So how do we put these two things together? The idea is that this is the way in which the name chooses to distribute himself hmm, through an agent who then will oversee the chanting of the student in such a way that the student has the best prospect for making advancement. Hmm, that he, will, he or she will be taught hmm, the, the dharma, the, the, the theology of the name, which will be supportive of the practice. We hear all these things. It gives me reason to practice, support for my practice, and so forth. He or she, the guru, will set some, some parameter of standard of conduct, and so forth, uh, that, that your walk will, will not uh, go against your, your, your talk, mm-hmm, your chanting, that there'll be some... You know, how well you will sit will be determined by how you walk. Sitting and the walking, they're, they're related. Mm. If you don't if you don't walk properly, you can't sit. <laughs> and if you're walking only after things, then how can you sit? When you sit, you think, well, what was that thing? And it was that thing I wanted, and that thing. Hmm? So there's a there, this is kind of a yogic way of looking at this. Course, there's there's a certain decorum hmm, for the devotee on on the path of nam, the path of prem. Mahaprabhu said it like this. These were the Regulative principles of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Trinadapi, Sunichena, Toradapi, Sahishnuna, Amanenamanadena, Kirtaniya Sadahari. Very nice. This is a metaphor, of course, but it's not that Mahaprabhu sat down to write a poem, hmm? but the grass spoke to him and said, Why don't you bend like us? When, when you step on us, we just bend. Hmm? Why aren't you doing that? The trees said, why aren't you tolerant like us? We just stand here. Come the rain, snow, heat, cold. The metaphor of the tolerance of the tree extends to compassion. Hmm? You know, it's compassionate to tolerate some people. Hmm? Right? So it extends to that. Then the, the metaphor of the tree, that, that standing there while... Enduring the cold itself, it gives heat to others. While enduring the rain, it gives shelter from the rain. 
to others. While enduring the sun itself, it gives shade to others. And if you chop it down, it doesn't complain either. Hmm? So one should be humble like the grass, tolerant like the tree. Now, we, it's worth speaking about this now because we were, we were speaking about the, 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 the um, decorum, how we should conduct our lives, how we should live in the world. Hmm? Now, here we're in the forest. You might have noticed there's some trees here hmm? around us. There's some grass. And you have to ask yourself, how many times I looked at a tree, how many times I thought of what Mahaprabhu said? Hmm? I should be tolerant. How many times I walked down the grass and how many times I thought, oh, I should be humble like the grass. Hmm? We don't want to answer that. That's the problem. Because Mahaprabhu taught, this is the way to chant and be successful. Hmm? Without this in place, there will be no praying. If you don't become humble like the blade of grass, tolerant like the tree, hmm? respectful of others, without expecting any honor for yourself, hmm? he said, by the chanting, you will not get anywhere. Hmm? It's very interesting because this type of chanting, he says, kirtaniya sadahari, this is when your chanting will be fixed. Hmm? Do you want, you say, Guru Maharaj, I chant, but my mind gets distracted. How can I control my mind? Hmm? when I sit, by how you walk, hmm? by how you interact with others, the measure to which you, you, you are humble, hmm? tolerant, humble before the teaching, humble before the teacher. Hmm? Hmm? This is what Mahaprabhu taught. As much as this humility, as much as this tolerance, honor for others, expecting no honor for oneself, comes within one, as much as one's chanting can be continuous without interruption, one's bhajan can be nishta instead of anishta, steady instead of unsteady. Hmm? If, it comes, becomes, if it's intermittent, then what? Hmm? You start it, you stop it, you start it, you stop it. Hmm? This is the key to keep it going. Hmm? This will fuel that. It's by this kind of chanting, you will get prem. Hmm? From nishta, you will get ruchi. And when you come to Nishta, you reach the top of the hill. Otherwise, before that, it's like uphill climbing. Hmm? We need others to help us climb. You get to the top, and you can see where you've come from. You can see there's a valley of love of God down there. And it's, then, then, you, then, you, then it starts to go downhill, and Ruchi, and Asakti, and Bhava, and so forth. Hmm? So this is the key. This is the interim goal that Mahaprabhu has placed before us. Hmm? And as I said the other night, it's very interesting because this nishta, the idea is fixed, so there's a rigidity that comes to mind. Like, uh, uh, but, but it's very interesting because that rigidity that is, that is fixed in spiritual practice makes one very open. Hmm? Suddenly everything becomes very gray. Oh, there are all ways of thinking about this and uh, there are different sentiments and different ways of interpreting the text and so within, as we said the other night, in, within certain parameters and so forth. Hmm. And I, we see that, oh, I'm writing my own page in the book 
the love of God. Hmm? My name is, is there. Hmm? Hmm? Ultimately, this reality is subjective. So there's a subjective kind of sadhana. When Baba takes over the mind, the mind creates a place in Golok. The Baba creating, but it's taken over the mind. And the, a, a Baba overridden, taken over mind causes a preacher to preach in a certain way at a certain time, in a certain circumstance. And that create, and also internally to create. A, a, it's kind of like the New Age people say, create your own reality, something like that. But first get bhava. <laughs> the bhava comes and then it looks like you're creating it. Hmm? Hmm? Something like that. It takes over the mind and the mind thinks in a particular way and then and so forth. So there's a kind of like, I want to say like... Um, the idea of nishta conjures up the sense of it's fixed and so forth, but 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 it's very humble, very very flexible at the same time, fixed and flexible at the same time. Hmm? And there's a knowing also. Then the intelligence is you is fully applied here. This is the knowing of the teaching, hmm? what it what it what it's about and so forth. Hmm? It's not that just you chant like I said the other night, chanting all the all the time and you. And you think you fell from Baikuntha or something like that, and you retained Nishta. No, it's not like that. Hmm? Hmm? Or you're mean to other people. No, Jiva Dai. Where's that humility? Kapila told Devahuti that if you offer incense and lamp to the deity, hmm? but then you don't have regard, respect for other people, hmm? it's like throwing. Ghee on ashes on the what is it? Ghee on ashes, something like that. You're putting out the, f- the fire, hmm? or something else. So, so hmm. what Bhakti Vinodak was a Jiva Doi, Krishna Nam Sarva Dharma Sar. Hmm. This goes with Mahaprabhu's statement, Trinadapi Suni Chena. So this has to be cultivated: hmm? humility, tolerance, respect for others, expecting no honor for oneself. Hmm? This will very much help our chanting as we help to make the mind peaceful. Hmm? You'll feel yourself. Have, you have to pinch yourself. You'll be pinching to exercise yourself in this regard to, to live up to the standard of the decorum, the conduct of a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And as much as you do that, you'll find mind is becoming more peaceful. Hmm? I can focus on the chanting better. Hmm? So, Guru is then for helping us to set some parameters that we live within. Hmm? So Nam is independent of Guru, but Nam says, I give myself through the Guru. Therefore it is said that if you think Nam is independent of initiation, so who needs a Guru? Hmm? Then you can only do Nam Aparad. You can only chant the name offensively. Because what is the first offense to chanting? Guru Avagya. Good luck. Hmm? <laughs> to, to disregard the guru. Hmm? Then it, it's like biting the hand that feeds you. Nam has been given for the, the, the guru. This is his way he decides to give himself. Then you disregard the guru. Or if you don't even bother to get it, who needs a guru? I'll take the nam. Nam is Krishna. Why shall I get a guru? Hmm? Or why get the local guru? I could get a big guru like Prabhupada. He's not quite here, but he's here, isn't he? He's in his books, this kind of thing. Pujapachita Maharaj once gave the example that, that, that you take a teles- telescope, 
telescope to see the stars, and you look, there's a little small lens here, and there's bigger, 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 bigger. So you say, you want to see the stars? Look here. And he goes, hey, well, you're cheating me. You give me the small one to look through. <laughs> Reverse it out. I'll look through the big lens. Yeah, then you just get a headache. Right? That's why you don't see, you don't see anything. Hmm? So small means guru is local to us. Hmm? That is ideal. Therefore, in Hari Bhakti says, a sudra should have a sudra guru. A brahman should have a brahman guru. These are relative considerations. Americans should have an American guru. This kind of relative considerations. The overarching absolute consideration is to have a real guru, a sadguru, hmm? whether he's French, English, German, or and Spanish, and whether whatever you are. That's but if you can get both things lined up, hmm, then there'd be better capacity, arguably, for the guru to teach, knowing your psychology, having a similar cultural background, and so on and, and and so forth. Hmm? So that means for a small guru, he looks smaller. Closer he is, like us, more like us, hmm? there's less, uh, less Aishvarya, if you will. He's old, and he's from India, and he says, hmm. he says, yes. <laughs> By shaking his head, as we say, no. Yes, 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 yes. And oh, everything he does is... Tamal Krishnamaraj once told me that that, that in India he he um, he used to think that uh, that this uh, he saw a problem whenever Prabhupada said yes he go yes yes I guess he said so he thought the spiritual way to say yes was to go like this until I went to India and everybody's going like that <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway we should pay attention to the place where Guru has come to us. This, where Krishna has come to us through Guru, this is the most prominent way in which the Godhead is coming into our lives. Pay attention there. You'll get the big picture from that. That's a fact. Hmm? So, with that in mind, then we said something. Glorification of Nam. We'll stop here now. Proceed with the initiation. It's fivefold, as you know. What is it? Mantra, Pundra, Tapa, Yajna and Nam. Hmm? So today, we're giving a blessing to students to chant Hari Nam. Therefore, we will give the mantra. We will give will be the Hari Krishna Maha Mantra, the Yajna, the, the sacrifice that we will, we will give. That will be twofold. Nam Sankirtan. We perform Nam Sankirtan in the context of this, uh, as we did beforehand. We'll do it afterwards, and also in Gita, Krishna says what that amongst sacrifices, I am. Japa, very good, good students of the Gita. Japa, so that will be your yajna, and the yajna will include a certain number of times chanting on the on the mala or on the on the rosary. Hmm? So each of you will come and and you'll tell me in my ear how many times you'll chant. I'll either agree with you or disagree. We'll have a discussion about that and come to some resolve. Hmm? And then um, then I will. Uh, uh, whisper the Maha Mantra into your Mahaprabhu. Shri Chaitanya Dev ca- called this the Maha Mantra, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Uh, it's a Nam Mantra. It's all an evocative case. Um, it can be chanted anywhere or anytime, but chanting on beads, japa, which now you're having the opportunity to do, 
under guidance, that should be done in, in not just anywhere and everywhere while driving or you know, whatever. That should be done. The number of rounds you're going to chant in a dedicated, committed way. This is a dhyan, if you will, and that's a, a meditation. So, then, uh, yogya, mantra, um, nam. I'll give you a name hmm, that you'll go by. You can change your name legally. I highly recommend it. Did it myself. Um, and um, and then I'll give you um, um, tapa. Means I'm going to burn you. Uh, <laughs> top of means fire, it, it burn. They used to take and brand the students with the symbols of Vishnu and so forth. But in Mahaprabhu Sampradaya, we don't do that. We, we take the, the, the name of Krishna and we stamp it on, we write it on. So this is Tapa, this is your Tapa. And um, what did we left out? Pundra, hmm? Tilak. So you get to wear the mark of Vishnu. Hmm? Tilak. I'll give you some Tilak and I'll put Tilak on your, your forehead. So uh, now you can come forward. Hmm? Pay your respects and... Okay, we also give you neck beads. Kuntimala means neck beads. And these are from the sacred Tulsi. Dear to Krishna, as your ornament, your jewelry, and they have, as you know, protective power. That's it. Because when you, you know, when they, people see that, they go, "Oh, you're a devotee of Krishna," and then you're protected from having thoughts that might have taken you elsewhere and you go, yes, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yes, I am. You're right. And uh, <laughs> So, very important to wear those neck beads proudly. Hmm? Or people ask, what are the neck beads? And then they give you a chance to speak about your, your life to some extent and that's a good, uh, the best defense is a good offense. So when you're speaking about what you do and you hear yourself talking about it, this is what we do. And you're thinking, that's what I should be doing as I <laughs> talk about it. So it's very powerful. <laughs> okay, so now I'll give you the tapa. This is, says Krishna. Oh, that's very beautiful. Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Okay, then, uh, so, well, okay. I'll give you Om Keshavaya Namah. Very good. And here's, you can continue that practice as well. And then it looks like well, you got a bead bag with a zipper in it. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this is ISKCON creation. <laughs> Reminds me, a sannyasi godbrother of mine, his name is Guru Kripa Swami. Some of you may know him. Quite a character. But uh, he had a, I think he might have originated this, actually. Uh, and um, 
and one one Gaudiya Matsanyasi Swami said you shouldn't have a zipper on your bag, and he said, "Well, when you when you raise a hundred thousand dollars for a temple, then you can have a zipper on your bag too." <laughs> you have to know him to appreciate it. <laughs> he had a credit card in there or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's an extra feature. So you take the bag, neck beads. These are counter beads. So you tie these beads on here. See, you need a guru. <laughs> Learn all these very esoteric things. You take like this, and take four beads here. You tie a knot on this end so they don't come off. Something like that. And there's 16 here, and there's four here. That makes 20, but that means it's, you can chant 16 four times. One time, then, then you pull one of these down, and then, that's what that's for. You don't have to start with that number. I don't think that's the number you chose, but... but taste should come, and you'll get there eventually. Okay, so I hope you're all watching this. How you do this? Because I'm not going to do this four times here. <laughs> so there you are. See, you got four to pull down there, and this side here. Of course, you can choose any number. Pick a number, any number. Um, spin the wheel of your good fortune here, as you go round and round on your beads. Okay, so there you are. Now, how many rounds do you chant? Okay, very good. So now you begin the chanting by, you don't chant on this bead here, this is the, whatever, the Krishna bead. You start with the large bead here. It's like a tree, kind of, which is the, the trunk is here, and here's the top, and here's the fruit. So start here, go around, pick a fruit, and come back down, something like that, and go back around. So one time around to here is one round. So you're going to do so many rounds, that number, then you go back, that's the second one, the third one, like that. And on each each one, you chant the Maha Mantra with your thumb and middle finger, right? Okay, now come out. Yes, yeah, okay. Om Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare Hare, Ram Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Your name is then Sachinandandas. Okay. Popular name, um, seems. Um, t- today, especially, that's the name for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who gives Ananda to to Sachi, his 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 divine mother, Sachinanda Das. Very pretty name, very beautiful name. Okay, next is Mike. Okay. Oh, I didn't get it. You're supposed to give me a piece of paper. You forgot. Oh. Did you remember? You forgot. No, that was right. I will Okay. Okay. So you remembered. Then that made me remember. <laughs> okay. So how long have you been listening to me? A few years. Well, heavily since last August. But in the past, I'd 
Uh-huh. So since last August with some... More, more focus on just... More focus. Okay. Okay, that's good. And so you listened to my lectures. You read some of my books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You read what? Bhagavad Gita commentary. And then the Sandarbha. Tattva Sandarbha. Mm-hmm. Shikshastakam? No, you need to read that. Shikshastakam commentary. Anyway, a lot of reading to do. Okay, so, good. Glad to have you here, and we'll start this. Krishnanam. Ijai. That is the tapa. Pundra. This is very difficult. Om Keshavaya Namah. Well, there you go. Okay. Neck beads. Yeah. Okay. Always wear your neck beads. This T lock, you get a zipper bag too, it seems. It's in fashion here. And the counter beads, okay, this is, of course, not for counting, but Chad, now all of you should know that you, you have uh, taken a vow to chant a certain amount of time and so forth, and that time is kept by the chanting. You may also uh, approach me if you so desire and 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 not chant, not count. Counting sometimes can can be problematic. You can start counting in your head, and how many have I counted? And look. So the other way to do that is 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 I will allot a certain amount of time. Then you will set an alarm, and then you will chant. When the alarm goes off, then you've completed your your vow. That's also you need to, Sometimes you need to do things like this also, so that your chanting doesn't become mechanical. You don't fall into counting. Instead of chanting, for example, uh, uh, also sometimes you chant and it's uh, you're not getting where. Stop! Pull out the cartels, sing for half an hour. You can do that also. Hmm? You're doing this. You want to grow every day. You want to make progress. You want to get something out of this. There's not something to do to get over with. Get done with. So, okay. How many rounds do you chant? Okay, every day, right? Okay, here's your bead bag. And so let me. Um, okay. So your name is Maya Pordas. Maya Pordas. Named after the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Jai. Mayapurdham ki jai. Okay, now we have uh, somebody from Britain. Where is he? There you go. Come.
significant you come from halfway around the world to, to visit here and take advantage of this opportunity. So it's much appreciated. We're humbled by that, actually, come such a distance. So, okay, I'll give you neck beats. So, how long you have been thinking of Chaitanya Vaishnavism as your ideal and practicing it in somewhat, somewhat? Uh, oh. 16 years. 16 years, okay. That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> 16 years. But you've been listening to me not that long, right? About a year and a half. year and a half. year and a half. Okay. So you keep listening to my lectures. Uh, I put a lot of time into into that, a lot of heart into that. So you can there's a wealth of siksha there to support what this uh, initiation is about, giving of the Mahamantra and, and so on. And um, and read my books. Come here as much as possible. If 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 not live here, come here as much as possible. That's for all of you here or Madhavan or. Saragrahi. So, okay. Um, how many rounds do you chant? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's good. Um, all right, come. Okay, so your name is Sachitanai. Sachitanai. Nitai Sachitanai. Is there another name for who comes from Sachi? Means the body of Sachi. Very intimate name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in relation to his mother. Mother had a lot of affection for him, hmm? so he could give affection to others. That's the idea. You can imagine how affectionate she was by how affectionate he is. Sachitanai ki jai. Okay, so now we have my daughter here, Pushpa. <laughs> Known you your whole life. Okay, so... Advantages of shaving the head you know, are, are many. Are many. Okay. You've got a lot of beads on that small neck of yours. So, if you want, then you can you can untie, take some off, and make it fit as you as you like. But it looks nice. That's it. So, okay. So let me read this. 
You have nice T-lock on already. There. Okay. Bead bag. Job of So how many rounds you will chant? Okay, I'll start somewhere, that's good. Okay, so. So now you're how old? 22. 22, okay. Alex, what's your age? 24. 24, okay. So you're partners now in life, right? I'm very happy to see that. I think that uh, you, from what I can see, you make a good good pair. We're happy for both of you, and uh, I'm sure Alex would be a good support to you in your spiritual life. It's very nice of you to come here. and I know it's a little culturally kind of uh, overload, to say, to say the least. <laughs> so I'm sympathetic, empathetic for that. I had that experience too, so. <laughs> it can grow on you. You've got a very nice devotee of Krishna in your in your life, so. I'm sure you can teach her many things, and you may learn some things from her as well. So, okay. Come. Okay. So your name is then Priya Priyavani Priyavani. Priyavani refers to the words of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is very dear to the Vaishnavas. Um, Gauravani, Priyavani, same idea. So it means literally means who, who's who's servant of the of words that are very endearing, hmm? and words that are means endearing to the self, to the atma, to take you in the direction of highest prospect in life. Priyavani. Priya for short. That's good. <laughs> okay. So then then we've done that. That's good. I didn't get those papers from, from you though. Well Gary, you're not you're not that's later from you. What was the other one? Who uh, oh Ed, I didn't get from you. You didn't write this down. You're supposed to send me a note. You forgot about that. Okay. I'll fill you in on that again. Um so then a couple of devotees. Drista, Dumna, you want some, you need some beads, right? Okay. You lost your beads that were chanted on? Yes. Happened to me once, too. Prabhupada gave me new beads, so... Um, you should all have beads chanted on by a Vaishnava. If you don't, then I'll chant on them for you if you like. I used to chant on beads for, for Prabhupada's disciples many times. He'd give me beads to chant before he gave initiation. Myself and other 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 sannyasis. So now I'm doing it in a, in a, another way. So that's very intelligent of you, spiritually intelligent, to want to have beads chanted on by a Vaishnava. So I've done that. Okay, Hare Krishna. You chant on them too. Mm-hmm. And come, you lost your beads. No, you broke your beads. Okay. So you fix your beads, then, and then you have two, two sets. Okay, very generous today. You got two sets of beads. I appreciate that. Okay, good. Hari Bhuvan. 
But did somebody... Sachitana. Sachitana. Oh, you didn't get a bead bag? Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, you got T-lock, right? Did you get... You didn't tell. Count of beads. Okay, this Okay, mm, Pavani, this is for you. We'll pass it over. Okay, very good. So, very nice uh, discussion, and appreciate your interest in the subject matter. That was the time. Oh goodness, twelve thirty. So let us perform the arti and kirtan. Can you want to lead your kirtan leader? You want to lead the kirtan, and. Um, then we'll meet again later today, this evening. She at four o'clock. Four o'clock. Is it? Abhishek. Okay. She or Punima Motsubaki Jai. Or Bhakti Brindaki Jai. Or Tremanande.